world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It is time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. September 26, 2022. Can't even say that. Spencer, I don't even know. What what number show is this? You guys are always putting numbers up there. What number is today? What's today's? Say it again, bud. 1,748 shows. That is, oh, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? Well, I was thinking this morning as I crawled, as I crawled out of bed. How much of this show's changed my life in that it's a it's kind of a responsibility. I get up I get up every day and have to not have to, it's not the right word. I get up every day and gotta get prepared for for this get together. And uh man, oh man, oh man. It's been it's been quite an adventure. I want to cover something here real real quickly that uh I, I guess I don't know how you know what you know what gets me in trouble with y'all? What you know what gets me in trouble in general is this. I'm a straight talker. And the truth be told, you don't hear much of that today, do you? You don't hear much of it. For whatever reason, we've all been convinced that nothing we ever say should be offensive. That, that, that's kind of the Christian mantra, actually, right? Who are you to judge? Not only has crept outside of the church where we run into it at the, at the abortion clinic and different places like that. Not who are you to judge, but it's, it's, it's seeped. Is that a word? That's a good word. It's like oil that falls on your driveway and it stays there and it just seeps. It gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and gets, gets down in there. It is seeped into Christianity that for some reason, offending someone is a sin. When, in fact, Jesus Christ himself was known as the rock of offense. He was the ultimate offender. Why do you think they crucified the guy? Why do you think they hated him so much? Why do you think he said to us that you, too, will be hated of all men? Or as we read in Luke, whatever it was we read the other day, it wasn't a very, it wasn't a very glowing picture of being a Christian. But it seems like in so, so many ministries, in so many different ways, we've blocked out the offensive part of the gospel. Did you know that the Bible says that homosexuality is an abomination? Don't you dare say that. Don't you dare say that. Hey, Spencer, go to Webster a minute for me real quick. This is stream of consciousness, by the way. This is this is the Holy Spirit. Um what was uh, what was I saying? What the heck? I was going to have you put a word up there. Offense. That wasn't the word. That wasn't the word. Put an, put offense up there. Oh, abomination. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
offense, displeasure, anger, or moderate anger. He gave them a just cause of offense. He took offense, scandal, cause of stumbling. Christ is called a stone of stumbling block, a rock of offense. Both the house of Israel, that's Psalm 8. Any transgression of law, divine or human nature, crime, sin, act of weakness, or mission of duty. Christ was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. It's amazing, isn't it, to read the dictionary and it has Christianity in it? This used to be our nation, friends. This used to be our nation. Uh, An injury. I have given my opinion against the authority of two great men, but I hope without offense to their memories. Attack, assault, as a weapon of offense, impediment. Rock of offense. Hey, folks. If you read that right there, and Jesus was known as the rock of offense, there isn't anything comforting. You can't find one comforting word there, not one. Read through it. Is there anything, any of those words used to describe offense that is pleasurable? I don't think so. Because one of the things that we do, we haven't figured out the difference. Well, I have an anointing on me. Hang with me. Food just came out of nowhere. See, we don't know the difference between... See, the Holy Spirit convicts. It doesn't condemn. But to many of us in the Christian world, we don't recognize the difference between conviction and condemnation. We feel the same. They feel the same. Conviction, Bible tells us, I don't know where it is because I wasn't prepared for this. There is now, therefore, no condemnation. What's condemnation? Pull that up there. There is now, therefore, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Well, women, hey, well, well, we're getting this up there. Somebody find that for me so we can throw it up on the screen. This is important. There is now, therefore, no condemnation. It goes on, and I want to make sure I quote it right. So condemnation is the act of condemning, the ju- judicial act of declaring one guilty and dooming him to punishment. For judgment was by one to condemnation, Romans 5, the state of being condemned, the cause or reason of a sentence of condemnation. There is now, therefore, no sentence of death or guilty to those, oh, there it is, Romans 8. There is thou, therefore, now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, for the law of the Spirit of life. There's a law. There's a law. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from condemnation. Condemnation is the law of sin and death. And I run into this a lot. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son like of sinful sin and sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. But the truth of the matter is, stop right there because I'll keep reading. I don't, want, I don't want to keep, truth of the matter is, many of us, many of us don't understand the difference in the two. It's the love of God that convicts you, folks. 
And to many of you, many of us, I don't mean you, to many of us, it feels like condemnation. And the Lord convicts us. The Holy Spirit convicts us that we might change. You know what I like, loved about being a football coach? You know what I love about still being a coach today? When I was coaching a football team, and I corrected or stated something that made a young guy feel condemned, I didn't really care. Because my job was to get him to perform to his his highest level of ability. And if he wanted to take it as condemnation and go sit on the bench and suck on his thumb and tell his mommy and tell his daddy how mean Coach Dave is, hey, his butt can sit on the bench all season. I don't care. I don't care. Because my job was not to make him happy not to please him, not to not hurt his feelings. My job was to get him to where he could not get on his own. And so we have have an American Christianity where you are not allowed to convict anymore because it feels like condemnation. And we get mad and we quit watching the show. go to a different church, we get a divorce. I go, okay, Lord, I'll say that. It takes two to tango, and I don't know where you are in your marriage, but uh, if your spouse is, if you and your spouse are uh, far apart, you better look in the mirror because there ain't nobody in a marriage that does it by themselves. So there came some conviction. You can take it as condemnation if you want to. I don't care how you take it. It was the truth. It was the Holy Spirit saying, okay, see, my marriage is on the rocks. Well, look in the mirror. Amen. Why is your marriage on the rocks? And so the the conviction comes, and our natural carnal nature is to throw up a protective screen in front of us. Well, I'm not listening to him anymore then. He's, huh? And it's a number of times, pull up abomination, by the way. There's a number of times, many times throughout this this course of 1,700, however many shows it's been, <clears throat> some of you have been pissed at me because you were convicted and you took it as condemnation. In fact, there are many, I don't want to say many, there are a lot of people don't, don't, or who aren't part of the huddle anymore because they got butt hurt. Told them some truth, and they got butt hurt, and they didn't want to hear it. Somebody say amen for me, just so I th- everybody knows I'm not the only amen. one. Because I'm, 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 yeah. I'm the same way, too. I t- Folks, listen. The natural, response, the natural response of all of us, when somebody brings criticism to us, the natural response in all of us, the carnal response is condemnation. He's, con- he's condemning me. No, no. The old saying, if the shoe fits, wear it. That's one of the things with doing a broad, anytime you say you guys or all, anytime you use those 
those pejoratives that include everybody, you make a mistake. Not all pastors are awful. Not all of them are, although I say that all the time. All right? Not all government officials are pigs, although I say that all the time. Not all doctors are crooks, although I say it all the time. And here's what I say to you. If I say that all Christians are phony, don't get pissed unless you're phony. (laughs) I'm not talking about you. That's what happens with a broad approach, right? So I'm just asking you out there, quit getting butt hurt. And that, that's one, uh, Flip Benham, <clears throat> my buddy Flip Benham told me this about myself. I've used it before. See, I was a, as a football coach, I'd have to call a play. In the midst of a game, I had to call a play. 5,000 people are watching the result of my decision. I call a play. I send it in. 30 seconds later, was it a good call or not? We know. We all know within 30 seconds whether it was a good call or not. And I didn't have the time to sit there and explain to everybody up in there why I called that play. I had to live with it, move to the next one. That's why Flip Benham said I have alligator skin. I do have alligator skin. Oh, I get pissed. Don't get me wrong. But it doesn't really impact me much. I keep trudging forward because I, I do this. I consider the source. Is that is that person saying that to me out of anger? Are they hurt? Because hurt people hurt. And if I say something that picks a scab, sometimes you get mad. Oh, well, he doesn't know what I've been through. Well, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> what made you think I was talking to you? Again, it's the broad appeal. You with me? It's the broad appeal. And when I say it, I can tell you this. No matter what it is, it zings somebody. The Bible tells us that we will know the truth and not get offended, and then we'll be free. But if you hear the truth and you get offended, you ain't free, baby. (laughs) Sorry, you ain't free. Because you want to make excuses for why you did what was wrong. And continue to do it, by the way. When a guy comes along, when a coach comes along and points it out, there comes the offense. So there's a, I don't know how many people are watching now. There's 108 of us here in the queue. <clears throat> I don't know what most of you are dealing with. I don't, I don't, some of you do. Some of you I know better than others. But I know this. You don't know what I'm dealing with either. And so the idea of this whole thing is when, when I talk about certain things, it's in generalities. If the arrow hits your heart, it's not me. I don't even know what's going on with you. Well, you have to recognize the difference between a prompting, or dare I say it, a dart from the Holy Spirit and a dart from the wicked one. They're not the same. You have to have the discernment to know which one was a gentle nudging or sometimes a real poking from the Holy Spirit and when it was the enemy trying to get you. Because I can tell you this, if you pick up an offense, you're going to miss the whole thing. What was that movie? You talking to me? You talking to me? What movie was that in? That was uh, Robert De Niro. You talking to me? No. Holy Spirit is. 
There's no condemnation. If somebody says, I get tired of fat blog bloggers, the one on my podcast, I get tired of short, fast podcasters. Well, you talking to me? Well, I either got to get taller or lose weight. But why would I get mad at you? True? Say, Coach Dave, you're overweight. Why would I get offended? I'm overweight. Holy you talking to me? You talking <laughs> you talking to me? <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? Because <laughs> I because we, we 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 lose more people over offense than anything. People think I was speaking about them. An abomination is extreme hatred and detestation. So when the Lord says that something is an abomination, we ought to pay attention. Uh, He said homosexuality was an abomination. Now, can you tell me why most of the Christian world doesn't have a problem with it? Anybody? Hey, Spence, go to my Facebook page real quick. Pull up. I want to pull up a meme that I posted up there yesterday. Pretty profound, by the way. I'm going to share it with you here. Hey, there I am. There's my grandkids. Love my grandkids. They were all here last night. Keep going. There it is. They're back. There it is. First, we accept, we overlook homosexuality. Then we permit it. Then we legalize it. And then we promote it. Then we celebrate it, have praise, and then we persecute those who still call it evil. You see the trend? Do you see the trend? So it all begins with what? We first overlook evil. Then we permit it. Then we legalize it. Then we promote it. Then we celebrate it. And then we arrest those who still call it evil. Can you say abortion? Can you say abortion? Can you say abortion in the American church? Woe unto them who call evil good and good evil. Whoa. Hey, Spence, do me a favor. See what Mr. Uh, what's his name? Mr. Uh, Webster has to say about woe. W-O-E. Woesome. That would be okay. You could put woesome up there. Woesome. Woeful, <laughs> woeful, woesome. We'll put woesome up there. Woesome. Uh, <laughs> I, I, whoa! Anyway, it ain't good, huh? Whoa! To those who call good evil and evil good. And can I tell you something? There it is. Thank you. No grief, sorrow, misery. A heavy calamity, a curse. 
woe is used in denunciation and exclamations of sorrow. Woe to Christians who call evil good and good evil. Not woe to the lost people who do that, because that's what lost people do. But woe to Christians who call homosexuality good. Amen. I'm making this up, boys. I ain't making this up. I'm not making it up because for some reason, when whoever wrote the Bible, there, I'll make you feel good. Whoever wrote the Bible put in abomination and woe. They put them both in there. Woe. Can there be a woe or curse in all the stores of vengeance equal to the malignity of such a practice? When God calls something an abomination, woe to whoever approves of it. Not does it. Approves of it. Hey, Spencer, you ready? You're doing good this morning. Look up abomination in the Bible. Abomination in the Bible. What is, does, huh? Maybe we need to take that out of them. Maybe we need the politically correct Bible. Maybe that's what we need. 142 Bible results for abomination. Abominations. And the overspreading of abominations. For that is an abomination under the Egyptians. For every shepherd is an abomination under the Egyptians. Exodus, abomination, abomination. Leviticus, what's it say? Huh? Neither shall it be imputed unto him that offered it shall be an abomination. Why? If, and if any of the flesh of sacrifice of his peace officer be eaten at all on the third day, whoa, Nellie. And all that have not fins and scales in the seas and the rivers and all that moves in the waters and of living thing which is in the waters, they shall be an abomination. By the way, dietary laws. Dietary laws are no longer fully intact. He talked about the the, abom- the dietary laws. If you ate that stuff, it would kill you. You understand? But they use woe and they use abomination a lot. I bet you this. I, I don't know. I'm on a, I'm just kind of stringing con- consciousness here. And he said unto them, which justify yourselves before men, but God knows your heart. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness and of her fornication. Hmm. Upon her head was a name written, Mystery Babylon, the great mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Folks, we we need a few more abominations. Because the abomination is not directed at the one who does it. If you read closely, it's connected to the person who permits it, who accepts it. And there shall in no wise enter into anything that defileth neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Okay, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. 
So if you're going to watch, look, you watch this show, this gathering for any length of time, and you're going to be offended. I promise you. I'm going to say something. The Holy Spirit's going to say something through me that's going to poke you, and you're going to decide whether you're convicted or condemned. You have the choice to make that decision. And if I say to you, hey, you're way too fat, you can take it as condemnation, but I would be saying it as conviction. Because the Holy Spirit will convict you to move, to do away with it. That's what it does. Hey, we got a court victory. We got a court victory. What? Yeah, pull that up there. Pull up number one. Did you guys see this? Boy, is the dam cracking. The dam's cracking. Hang on, where am I trying? I'm trying to find out over here. New York Supreme Court reinstates all employees fired for being vaccinated and orders back pay. Hey, Vinny, what do you say, Vinny? Boom. Boom. It started, folks. Boom. It started. New York Supreme Court reinstates all fired, unvaccinated employees. This is New York. (laughs) Orders back pay. Says the state violated rights, which we knew, by the way, acted arbitrary and capricious. Being vaccinated does not prevent an individual from contracting or transmitted COVID-19. Vinny, give me a double. Give me a double one, Vinny. Baboo. (laughs) Because why? Because this now sets precedent. Oh, Lord. The Lord is so good. So good. Because I couldn't figure out why he woke me up and said, do this. And... I'm I'm doing this dot thing here this morning, and I know what he told me to say, and I said, What, 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 Lord, what, what? So now we have a landmark decision. Oh, will it go to the Supreme Court? That's the only place it can go to the US Supreme Court. Is the US Supreme Court gonna agree with the Utah? Well, well, here's what I said. What is a critocracy? Number two, because we don't realize what's going on in America. This is why, Benny, Benny this is a, a baboon, a baboon, all right? Because we're not, we're not a democracy anymore, folks. In fact, we were never were a democracy. We are a representative republic, a democratic republic, which I could get into all that, but I want you to see this. We have been operating at least since Everson forced the Board of Education in 1947 as a critocracy. And a critocracy is government by judges. Do you guys see that? Could you enlarge that for them, Vinny? So, or uh, I don't know if you can. Critocracy. Actually, sometimes it's spelled C-R-I. C-R-I. Okay? Ocracy means government. C-R-I is a Greek word, Hebrew word. I, then it meant judges. Judges. So a critocracy is governed by judges. The government rule of judges in which they reach desirable results that fit some particular social philosophy. Roe versus Wade was a critocracy. It was a law made by judges that they have no authority to make. Are you guys with me? The separation between the church and the state was done by a critocracy. It was government. It totally 
upheaved, turned over American history by a ruling by judges of which they had no authority to make. Now, stay with me a second. Here's the way our courts are supposed to work, friends. Courts cannot make law. We'll say it again real slow. Courts interpret law. They cannot make law. So if Roe versus Wade back in 1973, if the court said in 1973 that there was a right for a woman to kill her baby, that decision does not make abortion legal. You guys understand that? The court says to the legislature, which makes the law, Congress shall make no law, not courts shall make no law. Congress shall make no law. So the judges look at the law and they say, hey, Congress, there's a right to an abortion in here. Is abortion now legal? No, no, no. It is if we're in a critocracy. But if we're in a representative republic, it then goes to the state and the state makes a law. The judges can't, the judges don't make law. But here in America, judges make law. You understand how you understand? See, we are crippled because of the judicial system not operating properly. We're crippled by it, friends. We're crippled by it. And so we all pound our chest and scream and holler and say, Yes, yes, the judges say they can't do that to us. Well, they couldn't do it at the beginning. If, if judges can't make laws, governors can't make mandates, right? So we have a terrible, terrible, terrible understanding of our government. And I forgot you, Myra. Go ahead. I had to get that off my chest. Hey, hey, Myra, you can be offended now if you want to. You can be offended. Say, I'm, listen, he, I'm never going to do it again. I'm never going to do that. That coach is so mean. That coach is so rude. Hey, Matt, Myra, it's the, re- it's the way I roll, okay? It's the way I roll. You understand? Hey, Myra, listen, Myra, I didn't need you till after halftime, okay? We didn't need you to after halftime. So we're coming out of the locker room after halftime. Now we need you. Pray, pray for us here for the second half, will you? Yes, yes, of course. I will be more than happy. Thank you, coach. The reading today is from Jeremiah 23, 1 through 4. It is written, Woe be unto the pastors that destroy the and scatter the sheep of my pasture, saith the Lord. They're gone. It's like, it's like Myra and I, like we uh, partnered last night. Like we had a conference yes. call. Go ahead. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, against the pastors that feed my people, ye have scattered my flock, and driven them away, and have not visited, visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doings, saith the Lord. Amen. And I will gather the remnant of the flock, out of all countries where I have driven them, I will bring them again to their folds, and they shall be fruitful and increase. And I will set up shepherds over them which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. So right there it is. There it is. There's the rude awakening. And the great awakening, right there in front of you. 
There it is. He's going to drive some away, and he's going to raise up some others. There's a rude awakening coming, and we're going to move from peacetime pastors to wartime pastors. That's his promise. That's what we're going to see. Go ahead. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that destroys the power of evil. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. I got a thousand more things I want to talk about. Hang on. Pull up aristocracy, number one. Pull that up there for me. Because this plays into it as well, friends. What is an aristocracy? Aristocrats? Scroll on down, bud. It says an aristocracy is a form of government in which the people are ruled by a small, privileged class of people called government officials. Somebody say, somebody say, amen. Boom, Vinny. Boom. Boom. <laughs> well, while aristocracy is similar to oligarchy or dare I say it, critocracy, uh, in that they place power in the hands of a few people. The two types of government differ in several ways. Once the most common form of government, elite aristocracies have ruled major countries, including the United Kingdom, Russia, and France during their histories. What's the key takeaway about aristocracy? It's a form of government which political power is held by Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid and uh, Joe Biden and a, and a very few privileged people called elected officials. And it comes from a Greek, war, Greek word which means rule by the best. Is this unbelievable? I love language. <laughs> I love language. We're, they think they're the best, don't they? They have no accountability, no responsibility. They get away with everything because why? They're above everybody else. How dare you come to Washington, D.C. and try to talk to us about a stolen election? How dare you, peons? Coming from a Greek word meaning rule by the best, aristocracies are considered the most qualified to rule because of their moral and intellectual superiority. Wow. Aristocracies typically inherit their titles of nobility, congressman, senator, honorable. Your honor and privileges may also be appointed the aristocracy by a monarch. See, you can become a, you get to be an aristocrat if somebody in elected officials appoints you to a high office. You're an arist, you're an aristocrat. Fauci is an aristocrat. Scroll down. You went too far on me. I'm, I'll put this in the chat. They can read it for themselves. For centuries, the most common type of government, aristocracy, as a system of political power, all vanished. After World War One, but baby, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. This is what we're dealing with. See, we think we're government other people by the people for the people, but we know that they told Bill Dunphy, "Don't you dare come back here and especially be talking about that Jesus guy. Don't bring that man here because we don't like that man. We don't listen to that man, and we sure as hell don't obey that man." 
get him out of here. And if you don't, we're going to lock you up. And any of your other buddies who act like that as well. You see, folks, see the picture? Boom. Boom, Vinny. Boom. Is it all making sense? When's the last time you heard this in your Presbyterian church? Do you think, what percentage of people sitting in mainstream denominational churches have any idea of what you just heard right there? Because, see, it's the truth that makes us free, right? It's the truth that makes us free. And you know why we're not hearing it? Because the pastors don't know it. They've been taught Romans 13, and we've got to obey the government. Oh, Kevin, come on in. i got more to say. All right. So on this ruling uh, out of deep blue Democrat-run New York, all right, in tandem with this, now in deep blue Democrat-run Massachusetts with their squishy rhino governor, has come out and said, well, you know, maybe we uh, should give the jobs back to all the people that we fired in our state. Now, why are they doing that? Just like you said, they knew they didn't have the right and authority to ever do it in the first place. So now they're backing off their position and they're trying to be the nice guy. Oh, because we don't want lawsuits flying. And so we're going to be nice and give you uh you know, you plebs back your, your little jobs because we never had the, the authority to do it to you in the first place. So it's very interesting. Watch the dominoes fall. And didn't we all predict this two years ago that this would end up happening? Okay, but listen, don't miss this. Don't miss this. See, it's still our elected officials counting on the courts, isn't it? Every sure. one of our elected officials knew that they didn't have the right to do that. Every one of them knew it. But we are a government of judges. Hey, real quickly, um, two of my grandchildren, two of our grandchildren, uh, one of them had to go to the hospital last night, and one of them's getting ready to go to the hospital this morning. So just, just pray for us. Dave, David, uh, little Zach's little uh, daughter had was having stomach issues or whatever, so they went to took her to the hospital last night, and uh, our grandson David uh, fell and bumped his head last night, and. And um, his mom is going to take him to urgent care this morning. So just, if you were just, just, I don't know if there's the devil or not, but they don't want this being talked about, folks. Whoever they are, I just pray that you'd cover, that you'd cover us today. Appreciate that. Timothy Parker, come on in. I just wanted to say, uh, you talked about 1947. And uh, I've done a lot of research recently about Cooper versus Aaron in 1958. And particularly, you were at our We the County event last Saturday. Yes, St. Clair County has a judge whose grandfather sat on that Supreme Court from 1937 to 1971. Wow, wow, wow. If anybody would look up those 34 years and find out all of the crap that was brought into America under judicial supremacy, yep, it yep. would blow your minds. There you go, buddy. There you and, go. Uh, I just I wanted to say that uh, it's like Hugo L. Black is one man that sat on that Supreme Court, but 58, Cooper versus Aaron, they basically declared judicial supremacy. How's that for a balance of powers? How about that? There you go. There you go. Can I tell you something else? Oh, I hate to do this, Lord. Do I have to? Okay, I will. I will. I will. On the U.S. Supreme Court, 
Right now today, nine justices. Oops, nine justices. Seven are Catholics. Or some form of Catholicism. Not one mainstream evangelical Christian. Still here. Pardon me? Yeah. Oh, she, uh, you, not one evangelical Protestant Christian. Not one. Not one. Not one. Seven. I'll just let that lay there, right? I'll just let that lay there. Brett, Brett White, come on in. Morning, Coach. Morning, team. Well, Coach, um, you know, we're, we're talking about what, what does offense look like in our, our day and time. And uh, one of the things um, – for example, SG, SGT report had on a lawyer, and I and Roger can help me out with this. I think they're called pro se lawyers, so that is yeah. like you and I that defending yourself, defending those, yourself, pro se. That's right. Those are the people we need to start supporting. Those are the people that are going out after on the offense against local, state, federal government. And they're they're doing a bang up job. That that's one way we can go on the offensive. And I'm not saying not help the uh, you know um, the pastor like out there that's on the defense, but we need to help. We need to get these lawyers to go on the offense and help them do so. Um, you're right, Brett. But our problem is, look, I, I want I want this to come out. This I want this to come out right. Okay, I want this to sound right. <clears throat> Lawyers have been taught uh, what they call stare decisis, case law. And so a lawyer, when he goes into the legal system, says, well, we can't fight it on that because the court's already spoken on that. No, they haven't. A court did. (laughs) A court spoke on it. Do you know that the Supreme Court of the United States once called black people six-tenths of a human being? six They were six-tenths of a human being. The court said that. It was a Supreme Court decision, legalized slavery. And then some Christians came along and said, no, that ain't right. We fought a civil war, and blacks are free today. Blacks are citizens, right? So we have to understand, if you understand this thing called critocracy and how it works, you understand the mess that we're in. Dr. Paul just sent me a, I haven't had time to look at it. Dr. Pam Popper, we know her, has filed a federal lawsuit against Ralph Barrick, Peter Dayzak, and EcoHealth Alliance. Folks, the dominoes are beginning to fall. Would you agree with that, Paul? The dominoes are beginning to fall? The boom, this one goes, boom, boom, boom. No question. Huh? And I, you know, you knew it was going to happen. I mean, this is the winter. It's going to happen. But what happens after this when the truth comes out? Chaos. Upsetting of the apple cart, baby. Upsetting of the apple cart right in front of us. And it needs to happen. Lou Ann. Sorry, my hand got stuck. We'll go. Oh, you mean he didn't want to say anything? Okay, you're your hand was stuck. Okay, cool, cool. So, folks, you got, do you get what's going on? Do you understand? Do you understand how we're being manipulated? Do you understand about a, 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 critop, a critocracy and an aristocracy? I can't even say it. But you know what I'm talking about, right? It's what, it's what we're dealing with. 
We sit around and we wait for judges to make law. Courts cannot make law. Pull up the First Amendment. Pull up the First Amendment. Once you see it again, once you see it again, <clears throat> I think he's pulling, there it is. Read it. Boom. Congress shall make no law. Doesn't say judges shall make no decisions. Doesn't say uh, governors shall make no laws. It doesn't say uh, health departments shall make no law. It is against, it is null and void. Um, what's the name of that court decision? It'll come to me. Null and void. Null and void. Any law, any action, any mandate that violates religion and free exercise thereof, speech and free exercise thereof, press and free exercise thereof, the right of the people to peaceably assemble and the free exercise thereof, and the petitioning of the government for redress of grievances. Congress can make no laws regarding any of that. And by the way, judges can't, pre- uh, can't prevent it. Marbury versus Madison, it just came to me. Mar- any law repugnant to the Constitution is null and void, and so are Court decisions repugnant to the Constitution are null and void, meaning they are no law at all. You know what we've done? You know what we've done? We've said the Ten Commandments are are null and void. Those are null and void. Because why? The Supreme Court overruled them. Supreme Court overruled the Ten Commandments. And Marbury versus Madison says that they can't. (laughs) Congress can't make any law respecting any of these things. Anything. Congress shall make no respect. Hey, listen, Spencer. Huh? Respecting. We better look up that word. Respecting. Respecting. Mm. Yeah, Joe. Congress makes laws within constitutional guidelines, but there's the guidelines that they can't violate. Congress respecting, regarding, having regard to, related to this word, like concerning, has reference to a single word to a sentence. His conduct respecting us is commended. Okay, so let's go back again. Congress shall make no law in relations to, regarding, about those things. No laws. So they couldn't make, they couldn't. They want Alex Jones to pay $275 billion over something he said. How's that, how can they, how can you punish something somebody said? You can't do it. Not libel, slander, all that kind of stuff. That's something else. You with, folks, are you with me? Do you understand? Do you see what they've done to us? Do you see what they've done to us? The Supreme Court of the United States, through judicial supremacy, has trumped God. They have trumped God. Judicial supremacy means the Supreme Court is over government. But you did notice this too, didn't you? That it legalized, I'm sorry, the Supreme Court ruled there's no right to an abortion. And they're still killing them. 
Anybody want to debate that? The Supreme Court said, sorry, we were wrong. There isn't a right to kill a baby. We were wrong. And they're still killing them. With all these Republican legislatures all across America, the legislators should have got together the next day and said no abortions in this state. Every state should have done that. Because what Congress say? Hey, ain't no constitutional right to it. By the way, that's why the face law isn't going to hold up. Blocking an entrance to a clinic? They don't have a right to go in and kill their baby. In fact, it would seem to me that those blocking the clinic are enforcing the law. <laughs> seem to me, right? Seem to me. But see, we, uh, we don't care because why? Well, it's just courts. We'll believe what we want to and not believe what we don't want to. Teresa, come in, then Joe. I'm all over today, by the way. Hope you're not offended. Hi, I was just wondering if you guys could put the two court decisions with the Massachusetts and the New York one about the vaccinations being overturned, people being reinstated. Could you guys put those in the chat, please? <laughs> Stick those in the chat, please. We sure will. Thank you. Joe Allen. You there, Joe? Dr. Paul, go while we wait for Joe. So uh, if you're not following the uh, board hearing of Dr. Nass in Maine, it's it's quite the show. She's basically fired her uh, expert team and put her own people in, and she's running the roost. She's running things. She's running rampant over the board right now. And she's got the experts coming in next time. And I said from the beginning, once she's done, it, COVID's over. COVID's over once she's done because it's hitting tens of thousands of people mainstream. Hey, Paul, it's over anyway. That court decision in New York, it's over. It's over. Well, let's let's get it over. <laughs> so let's right? start the fight, man. Let's get in there and start fighting. Let's get in there and start fighting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead, uh, Joe Allen. Can you get in there, Joe? Yeah. Somewhere our legislature and our Congress failed to uh, contribute and listen to and read the Constitution of the United States and Declaration of Independence. That's why these courts are overturning what the legislature thinks is right. You're right, Coach. They do not make no laws. Folks, listen, listen. Uh, do I have this down here? I, I, we are pull number three. The old coach always comes comes armed. I come armed with truth. You, you can get as mad as you want to. You can stick your butt up in the air. Not that one. There are different types of democracies, folks. Because if I hear Nancy Pelosi say democracy, our democracy, one more time, that's like saying our dinner. Well, what's what's for dinner? <laughs> what do you mean our dinner? So there are three types of democracies, and if you could make it larger for me. Thank you, man. Oh, there's three types. What's a democracy? Before we get into different uh, types of democracy, it's important to understand what a democracy is. The individuals have the power to decide their leaders directly in a democracy. This can be done through voting, elections, referendums, or other forms of public participation. But there are different types of democracies, folks. There's a direct democracy. Now, direct democracy is a type of democracy in which individuals have the power to decide their leaders directly. That's how we used to vote for our senators, by the way. I'm sorry, 
That's how we used to elect our senators through our state house, meaning that they couldn't have the Democrats couldn't win just because they had more people in the inner cities or whatever, right? So whoever controlled the state house, if the Republicans controlled the state house, we had a Republican senator. You guys with me? You understand that? So a direct democracy, a type of democracy in which individuals have the power to decide leaders directly. This means that there's no need for representations or intermediaries that people vote on laws and policies. 51, 49, 50.1, 49.9, direct democracy. That does it. Boom. That's a direct democracy. We do not have a direct democracy. Then there's a representative democracy. A representative democracy is a type of democracy which the people elect representatives to make decisions on their behalf. Hmm. These representatives are typically selected through a voting system. Then they go on to represent the people in government, make decisions on the people's behalf. Representative democracy is often, is often seen as a more practical, realistic form of democracy. This is because it doesn't require the same level of participation from the people. It also allows for experts to be elected in the office who can make better decisions on behalf of the people. Yada, 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 yada. Okay? So, <clears throat> so that's why we have the, um, uh, the, uh, the electoral college. All the, We're a representative democracy. In a democracy, majority wins. That, that's, as the old saying goes, that's two wolves and one sheep voting on what to have for supper. That's a direct democracy. That's unfair because the minority is never represented in a direct democracy. You staying with me here? We ought to all know this. Dale, come on in. Dale and Jack. Amen, Coach. That's very good stuff. We are a republic to which it stands, not a democracy. Absolutely. Now, Coach, I'm not, I'm not sure if you, if you shared this on that. I did see that win in the court. But there, there was even a greater win that's going to open up even huge more floodgates. Is not only did they order them to be rehired, they ordered them to be back paid. Coach, that is huge because it's then man. that yep. that's going to open up the door for hardship lawsuit cases. Okay, you might, have, <laughs> but then we acquired all this debt and everything else, and we lost our home and this yada yada. yada. You understand? This is going to smash them in the face. <laughs> That's why, Dale, that's why they're dangerous. That's why they're more dangerous right now than they have ever been, folks. It's awful, man. It's awful. It's awful. Jack. Okay, we're, we're guaranteed a Republican form of government in Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution. But we have, the wolves have crept in and we were not aware. Um, one of the Maine is a direct democracy because the um, the electorate, the, the 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 citizens' initiative, you can get anything on the ballot with and pass it and override the legislature with a fifty-one percent vote. It's insane. That's what I've been yes. fighting for years, and I just found out. I just dug around and I found that in nineteen oh seven, a lawyer Democrat proposed a bill that increased the democracy in Maine and they changed the constitution. They put a butt in the, the author, the power of the legislature. And it was just amazing how one little 
extra sentence totally changed it because that gave them the authority later to put in the citizens initiative. And so we're totally screwed. So in Ohio, back in two, whenever, way back when, we passed the Defense of Marriage Act in Ohio. Marriage is between a man and a woman in Ohio. Now, folks, unelected judges cannot change that law. They don't have the authority. A court opinion is an opinion. That's all it is. It does not invalidate laws. A court opinion says, legislature, you have to rewrite your law. It doesn't change the law. Golly, we're so screwed up. And so we have nine people on the Supreme Court, not for life, none of them accountable to anybody, and they're making our laws. Michelle. Oh, hey, Coach. Um, I was just going to say, you brought up Alex Jones, and um, I was just thinking we ha- I, we have a way now to raise money for our uh christianrevolution.net we can just sue any tv or um media personality that said the, the vaccines were safe and effective and um you know no one died because of what alex jones said okay That's right. Whereas people died because of what these people said anyway. by the way th- thank you rochelle by the way folks um tip of the cap to ohio bread and couple others that helped get involved with Ohio Brett. We're moving forward now at the Christian Revolution with the Pastor uh, Defense Fund. ChristianRevolution.com. We don't have it up on there, but that's where we're heading. The Pastor Defense Fund. And again, I want to spank my, I want to punch myself over and over and over because the Holy Spirit told me four years ago, get a legal fund going. And I didn't do it. I didn't do it. So we're starting the PDF, Pastor Defense Fund. All that money that you guys have already donated to, it's going into a Pastor Defense Fund. And I'm sorry, look, I'm sorry if I, no, I'm not. No, I'm not sorry. If I berated some of you yesterday because you haven't given money, suck on it. Why haven't you you given a dollar? Why haven't you, you can't do it, can't afford it? And I got on and said, all you do is pray. pray." I'm not against prayer. Pastor Bill can't pray his way to defense. He needs a dollar. Come on. Go ahead, Jeff. Jeff, no. So anyway, Pastor Defense Fund. We're getting that up and running at the ChristianRevolution.net. Go, Jeff. And the 2020 election was outside the Sparks Law Library. And there was a vehicle there with the big... Save our democracy. And I yelled out, save our communism. And boy, did I get a lot of dirty looks. Thank well, Jeff, here's what, the, here's what we got to say. We have to, folks, we have to always, every time they say that, we have to question it. It's not a democracy. It's a republic. And to the republic for which it stands. And to the republic for which it stands. That's how they get us, folks. That's how they get us. And we have to also tell them every time we hear, hey, courts don't make law. Courts don't make law. That's Supreme Court decision. That's not a law. That's an opinion. We have to begin to use those, those, those words. Brett, come in. Brett and T- Brett White. There we go. Hey, Coach. Hey, we we need we need an offense fund. We don't need a defense fund. We Amen. But well, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. Yes, yes. We we need a fund. We ought to be, folks. We ought to be launching lawsuit. Every person in here ought to be launching a lawsuit 
against Amen. the federal government for what they, your state government for what they did to every one of us. Say, so, well, Christians don't sue. Well, this one does. <laughs> so this one does. This one will. What are you talking about? The legal system, they crush us through the legal system. I'm going to use Goliath's own sword, chop off his head with his own sword. That's what I'm going to do. Hey, folks, listen, I've been telling you we're winning. We're winning. But there's two things that we're going to have to do. Number one, quit sucking on your thumb when somebody chastises you. And number two, everybody get involved. We win this thing. Greater is he that's in us and he that is in the world. See you tomorrow.